Democrats and the left-wing media smell blood. They're all so sure that it's all over for President Trump. He can't win in November. The American people have finally come to their senses after four years of this madness, and he'll go down in history as a failed one-term president. Can you say Jimmy Carter? Before the coronavirus came along, he actually had a lot of people believing that capitalism can work. If he had another four years in the White House, he might have convinced many more people, and that would have been a disaster for the left. Now, the economy still isn't back really strong yet, and it looks like a second wave of the virus might be here, and that could mean even more trouble for the president. Four more years of a good economy would have set the left back for a decade or more. And if people began to realize that having a job and the economic freedom that goes along with it is the best safeguard against big government interference into their lives, it would have been an even bigger disaster. Maybe the left dodged a bullet. Maybe they dodged a Moab. That's the biggest conventional bomb in the world. Moab stands for Massive Ordnance Air Blast, but it's more commonly known as the mother of all bombs. That's how big a threat President Trump is to the radical left. And they're positive now, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that he's finished. He can't possibly win in November. Joe Biden will be elected president of the United States in a landslide. And the media are thrilled. They're starting to pile on. It's like a feeding frenzy. You can tell they're already taking a victory lap. All you have to do is watch some of the interviews on the left-wing cable TV stations or watch some of the daily press briefings. I know it's very hard to watch these morons, but you have to know what they're thinking. Thinking? Bad choice of words. People on the left don't think. They know. They're so positive of everything that they just know. Everything without ever having to think about things, like consequences. They don't ever seem to think about the consequences of their horrible policies. And worse, they don't seem to care when their radical left-wing policies ruin people's lives. At least if their policies brought about some good, they could argue that a few lives must be sacrificed for the greater good. But their policies aren't really aimed at helping people. They're simply designed to give them more power over our lives. And that's not a good thing. Every reporter, every talking head on cable, they want to be the one. The one who asks the question that brings down his presidency, that makes it impossible for him to win in November. They want to be that person. They want to be in the history books. They want to be interviewed forever. Asked how it felt to ask the question that brought down the Trump presidency. They want to bask in their fame. They want to write books and give speeches about how it just came to them, like a shot, like inspiration from the gods. How one minute they were thinking about how to get just the right camera angle so they would look perfect on television, and the next thing they knew, the question just came to them in a flash. And they just knew. They knew it would bring him down. Sure, they thought they had him many times before then, but this time they know. There was the time when they were positive he would break down and just admit that he was a Russian agent, right there on national television. 
On one of those press conferences, you know, the ones with the helicopter blades thumping mysteriously in the background. But he didn't crack. But we all know that he's really working with Vladimir Putin. You can laugh all you want, but Putin has something on him. And one day, I'll find out what it is and write the definitive book on Russian collusion. You just wait. Then, there was the time that I had the perfect question about why he refuses to wear a mask, even though he knows the coronavirus is the worst pandemic since the Spanish flu or the Black Plague. If he had answered my question, it would have been an admission that he started the virus in the basement of the White House. He did it. He was conducting experiments with the Vice President and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. And I think Britt Hume was there, too, the guy from Fox News. And they had chickens and bats and even a leopard. The leopard kept eating the chickens, and it was making them all mad. And the flu started, and Trump said he would never wear a mask because he knew that that would be like an admission of guilt. When I write the book, you'll see how it all makes sense and how Vladimir Putin had his scientists give Trump directions on how to conduct the experiments, except Putin says he never told them to use a leopard. People on the left are cracking up. They're hysterical, jumping from one crazy story to another. Every day it's something new. Now it's Russia putting a bounty on U.S. troops in Afghanistan, and the president knew about it and did nothing. People from NATO were even briefed, but the president says he and the vice president knew nothing about it. A second-grade class and their teacher in some small town in South Dakota received a Pentagon briefing, but the president says he knew nothing about it. None of the second-graders denied getting the briefing, so it must be true. Nancy Pelosi says the president ignored the bounty, and she wants to know what Putin has on the president. Members of the press are demanding that the president come clean and admit it. Obviously, once he admits that the Russians are paying Taliban soldiers a bounty to kill American soldiers, we have to go to war with Russia. And if it means using nuclear weapons, so be it. They want to know when this president is going to stand up to Putin like Obama and Biden did. They were tough on Russia. Putin had nothing on them. Then Nancy Pelosi said that the president and the Republicans are getting away with murder in the death of George Floyd. I didn't even know President Trump had anything to do with his murder, and I still don't know who the other Republicans are who were involved. I thought it was four Minneapolis cops who killed George Floyd. But now I find out that the president and the Republicans did it. I can never vote for him now that I know that. How could anyone vote for him? Then, just the other day, none other than Chuck Todd of NBC, the guy on Meet the Press, which used to be actually a very thoughtful show, but not lately, certainly not since Chuck Todd started hosting it. Anyway, he asked former National Security Advisor John Bolton, who just wrote a book saying something to the effect that President Trump is a very bad president because he has not come close to starting any wars and his first term is almost over. And how can he be a good president if he doesn't start at least one war? He's an existential threat, and if he doesn't promise to start a war pretty soon, no one should ever vote for him. Chuck Todd asked Mr. Bolton if 
Trump isn't standing up to Vladimir Putin because he's afraid to make him mad because he needs his help to get reelected. To his credit, Bolton did not grab Todd by the collar and slap him across the face a few times. He looked like he wanted to, but he didn't. He just basically called him dumb and tried to move him off the subject. Chuck Todd is an idiot, but talk about defining moments. He might as well have just told his producer to put this phrase under his face every time he was on camera. I'm the dumbest person on television. That's right, the dumbest person on television. I know some of you will say that honor belongs to Rachel Maddow or Don Lemon or Allison Camerata or even Wolf Blitzer, but it's really me. Yes, I just asked that question. It was my idea. People tried to talk me out of it, but I asked John Bolton the question. Me, I did it. You can take any day, any day, and the press is asking dumber and dumber questions. And they're coming up with the worst conspiracy theories ever devised. The world has never seen anything like this. Never. Never in the history of the world has there been such a deranged gang of morons trying to be the one who brings down this president. But are they moving too soon? Have they never seen the movie Twins? Yes, that movie, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Pretty funny movie. Not as funny as Jim Acosta at a press conference, but funny. Arnold and Danny are brothers separated at birth by an evil government scientist who gets sperm from six different men hoping to come up with the perfect human, but instead two babies are born. DeVito confronts the scientist and says, but instead of having one perfect kid, mom had the two of us. Then the evil guy tells DeVito, wrong. The embryo did split in two, but it didn't split equally. All the purity and strength went into Julius. All the crap that was left over went into what you see in the mirror every morning. So, Arnold is perfect, and Danny is a small-time crook who owes money to the Klain brothers. And in one scene early in the movie, DeVito is being threatened by one of the brothers when Arnold steps in to help him. The bad guy takes a couple of swings at him, and Arnold blocks them easily. Then he throws him on the ground and he says, You move too soon. The first rule in a crisis situation is to negotiate first and attack last. They proceed to fight some more before Arnold tosses him into an elevator that's about to go down. And DeVito says to the guy, Tell your brother he messes with me, he messes with my whole family. Is the media violating the first rule in a crisis situation? Are they moving too soon? Are they attacking first without knowing all of the facts? Are they overconfident? Are they so sure that the polls have it right this time? Are they overconfident? Overconfident to the point that they're becoming a mob looking to celebrate way too soon? Are they already writing their lines for the election night coverage? President Trump loses by the biggest margin ever. America celebrates as Trump loses. Putin loses his biggest ally as Biden beats Trump soundly. How much worse will it get between now and the election? Will the media mock the president? Will they ask him what it's like to know that he's going to lose? Are they that certain? Will they tell the president that Joe Biden has all of the purity and strength 
and that what he sees in the mirror is all the crap that's left over? Have they forgotten the second rule in an election crisis? There will be debates. And when people see and hear Joe Biden in those debates, when they see him acting dazed and confused and making no sense whatsoever, they'll see him get very nervous. And then, will members of the media also get very nervous? And will they really start acting like idiots, which won't take much effort? And will that help the president get reelected? When people watch the debates and see just how incoherent Joe Biden really is and realize that he's incompetent and always has been, is it possible that they won't be able to vote for him? But wait, there are even more rules, like don't mess with the bull or you'll get the horns, or don't count your chickens before they hatch. There are lots of rules, and the media are forgetting all of them. Should Joe Biden be forced to watch twins? Will he understand any of it? Will he need people to explain it to him, especially the parts about sex and how one brother is big and smart and the other one is the leftover crap? Which brother will he identify with? I do think the media is violating the first rule in a crisis. I also like the quote from Arnold's character when he tells one of the Klain brothers, you have no respect for logic, and I have no respect for people who have no respect for logic. The left and the media have no respect for the American people, and I have no respect for people who don't respect the American people. Come November, my respect for the American people will grow even stronger when they re-elect Donald Trump.